you get consumed by zombies or something? I, I... <laughs> no, we all decided like, to go uh, to the uh, toilet. Yeah, I can hear the sound. Where did was that me? I think it was I don't know. There's no way it's Dave because he's very far from the toilet, but it sounded like him. It must have been me. Oh, is my mic still working? Like did it switch? Yeah, it's still mic? working. We heard a toilet flush, but I can't determine yes, if it was me or if it was you. Chat, can you hear me? Chat, chat, chat. Yeah, we can yeah. hear you. Yes. Yes. Oh, you know what? I think I didn't switch my mic. We can hear you, uh, and we could hear the toilet flashing sound, and it was very clear. Oh, it might have been I me, must though. have not changed my input. Oh, it was Dave. Okay, because okay, so it was we heard. Me. I didn't. We basically, we were listening to Dave pee and flush because the Bluetooth <laughs> was still connected. Uh, so it wasn't me. I was like, "There's no way my mic could pick up me. the toilet," but we were actually no, no, in the toilet with Dave this whole time. Hey, barbarians, and welcome to episode 15. It's been a hot, hot moment since we've done this. Uh, I think probably, what, two, three months have passed. Uh, one of I us think, is missing. Sorry, I, go ahead. I think, I, think, I think it's more than that. It's been like four months. I think it's and, more. Um, four months? Yeah. Four months. Oh, yeah, it's you're four, right. Yeah, it's yeah, four yeah, months. yeah, yeah. Four months. It's, it's, it's four months. And uh, so, so this reopening is really, really hurting LLB as well as it's hurting C, right? <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, see, stop. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was really... <laughs> smooth, real smooth. I was trying to follow that, but okay, I got it, yes. I remember that we were saying that, okay, let's do it, but uh, but then people started traveling, that, uh, that I mean, uh, so, so I, for us, we, we, yeah. we started recruiting. We uh, I think we doubled our team in the last quarter. Uh, I think I think Andrew is like uh, on the road nonstop. I think Dave has been on the road. I think uh, Alex, you have been on the road as well, so... A little bit. So we actually... I, th I think we, we caught up face to face once, but uh, and, and initially we said, okay, let's record a session back then, but then it just yeah. became a random chat. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yep, yeah. uh, that's right. Yeah, a few months ago was a bit weird time for me personally, and then I did go on the road for about a month. July was a crazy travel month. Uh, finally back, settled down, and back in a good routine. Mental health, getting there, getting where we need to be. I don't know if we need to go into any of that nonsense, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I think finally getting organized, and like I think a lot has happened in the past quarter plus. Like I, I just every day I see the Momentum Works group chat blowing up, and there's actually a lot more lively discussion. I don't follow any of it. I haven't been following the mood, the news at all, and it's been glorious. Just really been focused on on my work lately, and uh, and uh, hopefully get back to on getting on rails with uh, you know creating content again. Um, Dave has been also extremely busy, very different from last year's pace. Uh, every time I'm in the office now, this guy is just, I don't know, he's, he's deep in decks and content and putting things together, having meetings. So this guy's been uh, working like crazy cool. too. So he, 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 he doesn't now. play games anymore? Uh, once in a while, but not as much. <laughs> Maybe like once a, once a week. Yeah, I mean, I mean, once a week. The, once the, a week. The, the like, the, like once or twice, I've been to your office. They've they've always glued uh, glued to, to the screen, playing some game. That, and, uh, that, that was last year, Dave. This year, Dave is very focused, and I don't know what yeah. happened. I, I think I, uh, last year was focused I, as well, just focused on different things. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I decided to get serious again, and and you know, my sabbatical's over. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about right for everyone. The only person who's been nonstop grinding is Jang actually, and he's actually ramping up. So, um, yeah, man, how does it feel to be back where you were, you know, f a few years ago? You had the same team size, but now I think it feels it's more purposeful. It feels you have more clear direction and you're uh, building a lot of new revenue streams, right? Uh, question for me. Yeah. First, Having a company that's cash flow positive, that's profitable, feels really good. Congratulations, uh, because, because I think all these years, we have, yeah, thank you. All these years we've been sort of running on investors' money and the different ventures we've done. You're um, doing month to month, man. I don't know how you did it for so long. It's just insane. No, we, we, I mean, we had ventures. We had the investors putting money with us, and um, yeah. and, and and of course there was, there was a small core team which was running on our own payroll. But 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 by and large, we, we're not feeding ourselves, and we're always raising investment and for different ventures. So, uh, so kind of, 
kind of, I mean, now if I look back, it was kind of lucky that uh, that first we sold our our main venture right before the pandemic, and second, the pandemic happened, which prevented us from jumping back into build another venture. So 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 we took a took, took a break, but also got time to reflect. And uh, I th I think as of now, I mean, building a company that's uh, sustainable, that's profitable, that's um, um, I mean, it's. It feels really good, and and second, I think um, I think I've never seen such talent density uh, in the team that that that, that I've been leading. So um, um, just well, to give you so, right? just give you some flavor. So um, so we, we have we have a small team now uh, dedicated to Web three research, and the, the girl leading it is astrophysicist. I mean, or was astrophysicist, <laughs> and uh, and the uh, the girl leading. I mean, you know Vion, uh, who is leading yeah. the. Uh, the insights and all, all the reports that they have seen that were published, and uh, she she's she's um, uh, PCG alumna, and uh, we are starting an investment team uh, that led by someone who had two years investment banking experience, uh, four years BC experience, and graduated from Cornell. Very good. So you mm -hmm. are getting the right people to operate things independently. It seems so you could free up some time to do other things. Uh, I thought so as well, but uh, but uh, you're still busy. <laughs> I still try to get my hands everywhere. So I mean, it takes some mental adjustment to to let things go. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm. All right then. I don't know. Do you, do you want to move on to the news? Um, what that lot of things happen. What news? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Are you, wait, are we doing that or are we doing like a personal update thing? Are you going to give us personal update? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we didn't let you talk, Dave. Why don't you let us no, know no, no, what, I don't have to what talk. you've been up to? No, let's... You want to hear more about Jangan? Oh, Dave, I ahead. mean, I guess the question is like, okay, so now, now, now that you have like a profitable business and you don't have to worry about payroll and, and all these things, what do you, what do you want to... What do you want to take it, Jangan? Like, what do you want to be in the next couple of years? Like, what do you see yourself I think going? The, I think, I mean... So we do have, uh, I think, three, no, three revenue streams at the moment. So we want to stabilize yeah. that, and then we want to just just grow that to a certain extent. And um, I think in all three areas, uh, we're working with clients, and, um, and and so far the feedback has been good. But of course, um, so th so things could happen, right? I mean, the team is relatively new, and um, and they're just getting to. Um, some kind of specialization so we, we have team leads for each team but uh but they're, they're being only in their role for like the last like i don't know two or three months uh before i mean i'm still trying to gradually sort of uh, um um take myself out of some of the day-to-day -day, but um but but i but i think at, at least for the for the next half of the year we want to get the, the revenue streams um a little bit more scaled and but but definitely stable and uh, mm -hmm. so at the same time we can take some risk well, that I mean, that's kind of crazy because you're you've kind of gotten this clarity and ability to kind of pivot and restructure in the past this probably this year, right? Because before that, I remember you were going through a very rough phase, where there was like you were running, you were surviving, like that, like you know that transition. And I think that's very hard to do while you're still building a company. So like I don't know, how did you get to that point of, of clarity and change to become a profitable company? Right? That's just I think most people. And their entrepreneurial career probably don't even get there. If I'm saying by I think the knowledge, few, right? I think a few things that we started doing and uh, and they were not showing the results, right? Uh, or we didn't know what kind of results we wanted it to show, to show. So, for instance, I mean, last year we published 19 free reports that we want. I mean, mm -hmm. that we used to pass the industry and share with the audiences um, yeah. and and ecosystem. Uh, initially, we really didn't know why we're doing that. Um, so, so but 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 certain things that I mean, if you keep doing it. If you keep doing it well, if people keep uh, giving you positive feedback, and if every time you try to do it better than last time, uh, I mean, at some point in time, people are going to notice it, and people are, to go, yeah. are going to come to you for business opportunities. And this is, I mean, all the three revenue streams that we have at the moment uh, actually came about during during the pandemic. So it's it's basically people noticing us, noticing the work that we have um, uh, done uh, outside, uh, the sort of the free stuff that we have dished out. Mm. And uh, and uh, they, they start discussing opportunities, and of course, I mean, they, 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 there was quite a bit of learning as well. So especially on on the consulting and uh, advisory part, and now we are, I think now we have a much better idea of who, who are the clients we should be engaging and uh, who are the clients that we mm. should say uh, thanks but no thanks. Yeah. So yeah. Looks like Dave's thinking. He wants to say something. 
We're gonna let no, Peter no, ask something. Uh, no, I'm just. I, don't know. I mean, like, are you going to? But do you do you want to stay as like a? I guess a client service. Like, do you want to stay as a services business? Mm, I think so. So one thing um, that um, uh, that I'm thinking at the moment, or actually I've been thinking for a while, is that. Um, Regardless of what kind of risk you, you, you want to jump into, uh, having a business on the side with stable cash flow uh, would help because that when, when you are jumping out of tech risk, uh, you are uh, much more at, at, at peace with yourself. And then it's just about managing the risk and the correct but the bet sizes. You're just scaling it to the opportunity, right? So then then it makes way more sense. So 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 for instance, I mean we. So if you look at the business we have now, and uh, it has not been capitalized, and uh, I mean, the reason the reason is simple, right? I mean, if we had, for me at, Can, at at that point, you of have time, to give more sorry. context, I think, right? Because I think no, we, most people don't know what you did start and yeah. what was it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we should start with this. Uh, Dave, Dave, Dave's, Dave's a little lost. 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 I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We started as a venture builder. We're building a number of things, and uh, and and initially some 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 um, some Chinese gentlemen uh, exit entrepreneurs gave us uh, gave us some money to play around, and of course rocket background that I had. So so I said, okay, why don't we just build a few things, tinker with a few things, and um, um, so 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 we followed that path between 2018 and 2019, um, ups and downs, right? Because um, we tried to manage multiple ventures at the same time. Um, if yeah. you are really, really in a builder role, so you are ultimately responsible. I mean, no matter how good, the, I mean, the CEO you, 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 you brought on board is, unless he owns like 70% of the, of the company. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, they're not. So otherwise the, the, the biggest, um, risk and responsibility is on you. Um, so, so, so yeah, so we did that for two years and, um, and, and, and we're kind of fortunate to be able to sell a company, uh, um, right before the pandemic. Um, so, I mean, it was, was a decent return. It was not fantastic. It was, I mean, it didn't make me rich. So, um, so, but it was a decent return for us to, to, to at least to, to, to be able to keep the core team and spend a year to figure out what to do next. It means and, you never distributed capital back to the investor though, right? No, I mean, so that company, uh, has, um, has other shareholders. So, 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 so basically whatever that was due to the other shareholders, we distributed, but whatever that that's due to us, we're the second biggest shareholder. So whatever was due to us and, yeah. uh, we just used that capital. Yeah. Okay. So just reinvested mm. basically. Uh, basically yes. Yeah. But then you were making a point uh, about the new company you're building, a new venture you're building now, or was that separate? I think we are looking at uh, at how to capitalize um, the the understanding, the operators' experience, as well as the community we have. Uh, of course, there are different ways which we could do to 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 do that. We, I mean, we, we could start a fund, but we could also become a broker, or we could become, I mean, some other outfit. Um, uh, exactly which way will will lead to ultimate success? I don't know. But uh, but I think at this time now we are in a position where we can say that okay. We're going to try three different directions, and for each direction, I'm going to have a small team of three to four people, and uh, they are going to take ownership, and and uh, and they are going to be the, the, the a sort team. Because uh, one thing about Southeast Asia tech as a market is that you don't know how big it is, you don't know how the ceiling it is, um, and of course, different people have different opinions. Uh, I mean, investors based locally are generally much more optimistic than I am. So. <laughs> So, but, uh, mm. but, but, but I take a realistic approach about what we can do and uh, take small risks and uh, while at the same time uh, keeping some cash flow on the side. Yeah, yeah. sounds like a good plan. It sounds like you're still, you've, you started off with having a lot of optionality. You kind of narrowed it down to a few revenue streams. That's finally making you cash. And then you're trying to, again, keep optionality open to, again, to pick the part where you want to make bets, I guess. So. Then it's just a matter of yes. getting the data points in, and eventually to the point you'll probably narrow down to the thing that's probably making you the most money with most effort and resources. So, yes. so it's a very yes. interesting pattern that uh, the kind of business model to where you've gotten today, you know. So, and 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 if you tell you something, I mean, uh, nowadays when when I look at a team, so uh, when I was looking at a payroll last month, and I, I mean, of course, uh, in Singapore, in the payroll we have everyone's like ID number and stuff, like, gosh. 
So a girl who has been working with us for four years and she was born in 97 and she said, I feel old. <laughs> How does that make you feel, Jangan? I feel, I mean, rejuvenated. I mean, there's, there's lots of energy in the office, definitely. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I, uh, we, we told the team that, okay, let's do a, let's, let's do a team building exercise. And... Uh, and I think three three people in a team decided to to to, to completely build a storyline for a murder mystery. So we spent half a day doing murder mystery in the office with full wow. decoration and stuff. And that was fun. And and they came back the next day to clean the office and rearrange re re everything. So that's kind of energy that we're, we're talking about. Maybe that's the trick, Dave. You got to surround yourself with younger people to stay younger. <laughs> you got to absorb the no. youth. No, Doesn't sound particularly right, but hard, yeah, yeah, hard, a hard task for me. I don't want to wait, wait, wait. Can, can, at a club. Can we can we start interrogating Dave now, or yeah, is it always on me? Yeah, you can interrogate all you want. What do you want to know? it away. What has happened? What are you busy with nowadays? And um, <laughs> oh god, I mean, how, so many, so many things. How's your so, how's your perspective about life evolved in the last quarter? Mm. <laughs> That's a great question. So That's a great I'm actually, question. I'm actually trying to, I'm actually trying to pare down my, uh, my portfolio a little bit and like get myself out of some positions that I don't want to be in anymore. So I think I spent like two months this summer trying to facilitate a boardroom coup. <laughs> Game of Thrones <laughs> style. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't want to get into the details of what the company is because I'll probably give away too much information. But basically, you know, just these things have been on my in my books for a long time and it's just kind of been stagnant and it's i think it was just time for changing leadership new ideas and honestly someone was probably a bit more motivated um but stupidly you know there's also a lesson for me it's like you know when i i didn't spend enough time with this person at the time like when i did the deal and i feel like if I look back on my trajectory and like which of the companies that I've invested in have done the best, it's typically the ones where I have the best gauge of the person mm. and I've spent yeah. a significant mm. amount of time getting to understand their character, yeah. their work ethic, what they're good at, right. what they're weak at, and you know, whether or not you can build teams and scale. You know, and this one, you know, part of it, I, I can make a bunch of excuses. I could just say like, uh, you know, the check wasn't that big, I didn't care as much, but I just basically didn't do my homework. Um, and now, you know, four, five years later, I'm sort of like, you know, it, it's much harder to go back and try and clean up the mess than it's just not made the mess in the first place. Um, and so part of, part of this is also an exercise in sort of reconciling with myself the fact that this is probably a lost cause. And I should try and do something, at least on my end, to say that I try and salvaged the operation. But I think that's mostly, for me, a coping mechanism than it is anything else. Uh, and I just need to make peace with the fact that I'm not getting that money back and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, a, that's been, a, that's been a, a life lesson, right? Just there's no shortcuts. Yeah. I mean, people was, say all the time, but moving through homework. That's tricky because, you know, I mean, it, yeah, early stage, I think you're right. Typically, if you have a good relationship, you know the person, so that's a big de-risking element. But, you know, if someone comes to you with the traction, like Mark Zuckerberg comes to you with the napkin of the trajectory of users, right? The traction looks good. You would assume that's probably from work ethic and hard work. So it's a little bit tricky, right? You know, because people can always say, like, you always can prove every wrong with the traction. And at the time, probably when you invested, the traction looked good, right? That traction so, was great at the yeah, time. Right? Yeah, that, that, was so my, I, that was my that, heuristic, exactly. Yeah, I think that's a very good probably learning, right? It's like, you know, even if the traction looks good, doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. And then the question is what is missing to continue that traction. Right. And that, that's, I guess you're talking about the homework part there. Right. Well, Isn't that disclosure of every investor saying that, uh, I mean, past performance is no guarantee of a future <laughs> or whatever, but that's how everyone no, operates in this industry for this right? particular business. It was, it yeah. was traction for this, for this specific business. Right. And also yeah. I think it's also just sort of understanding, you know, uh, you know, as I've gotten older, like my investment philosophy has also evolved. Right. And so yeah. at the time, it's also like, if you're going to do these sorts of things, it's, it sounds simplistic to say it now, but really you have to understand that like, to really make this work, you need like enough money to deploy into like 30 or 40 companies, right? And if you can't do oh, that yeah, and you right. don't have the follow on, then this is not, you know, sort of like these early stage venture bets, you either need to make a lot smaller bets and make a lot more of them or just not do them at all because you just, 
the, the numbers aren't going to be stacked in your favor at the end of the day, right? You can only do like four or five deals uh, and you're going to try and figure like hold like one of these four or five and in the early stage you're going to come out and like give you like those outsized returns that you're looking for. It's um, Can I clarify? <laughs> so can, can I clarify? So what you're saying is like you were investing in a style that was meant to be um, more high quality, lower volume bets, but you were investing like on a sh uh, as if you're supposed to take men like men many bets instead, but smaller sizes. Is that correct? So my initial thought was I was investing in things that I understood, right? So like my background was yes, in commerce. I would make, you know, I understood like what numbers should look like, what are the drivers of success and like where I can potentially add value, right? So I feel yeah. like there were two functions there. Uh, one was, you know, being able to use my experience to filter out some of the worst performing deals out there or like to filter yeah. to do one layer of filtering. Right. And then the other part of it was to then be able to like sort of add value either as an advisor or just help out, you know, just to because of yeah. subject matter expertise. Right. Um, but then, you know, obviously like I did maybe eight deals over the course of like two or three years uh, of which you know the way that it's looking maybe like one or two of those will pan out at like you know marginal returns but overall like i'll probably be like i'll definitely won't be the s&p 500 in the way things are going yeah. now <laughs> well s&p 500 <laughs> a year ago <laughs> right now a year ago it's yes a different story right um, yeah. so and, and so it's a, yeah it's 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 about like you know i say this a lot as well trying to understand like what game it is that you're playing like what's your best position to do and at the time i felt that sort of being more passive but using my skills that i've applied i could make that work mm. but you know the last couple oh, of see, years yeah. i realized that's that's not the case it sounded like sense? you blended like yeah it's a, my, it's my, a circular explanation yeah. my, my interpretation is like you were yeah you were investing like the way you should have been investing was like 500 which should have been smaller bets but you were taking bigger bets Right. Yeah. Correct. And yeah. so the uh, the other way to do it would have been is to have less bets but go deeper and do more homework, and be sure about when you're swinging, and that maybe that might have helped. The other way is just to have done way more bets at lower risk, at lower capital. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's either, I, I think it's either or. It's either or, and you were kind of doing both, like mixing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was trying to invest like a later stage investor with like assuming like to have better quality information as opposed yeah. to like really recognizing that this, even despite like my knowledge base that I still yeah. that wasn't enough to overcome the, the fact that you're still like an early stage investor and you have to yeah. deploy like an early stage investor. So yeah. that's a quick, quick question. I mean, as early stage investor, I mean, how important best experience is portfolio management? What, what do you mean exactly? Like in terms of like assembling like what, 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 a... What, what, what do you do after investment? Because cause a lot of the times that uh, that, that a company, I mean, is, is I mean, good or whatever, I mean, early stage, um, this, it doesn't really have anything defendable, right? I mean, so whatever that de yeah. decides whether it becomes success, success or not is, is, the, is the decisions, the pathways, the execution uh, they took, um, uh, I mean, they take after the investment. And, uh, and a lot of times that a wrong decision could lead them, I mean, I don't know, into wasting like six, nine months and uh, eventually lose out their competitors. So, um, so, so of course, I mean, as investors, sometimes you are at a better position to, to understand the dynamics uh, beyond just the operations of that company. So, 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 so sometimes as investor, you can advise the, the funders, but of course, the company is run by the funders. So, 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 so my question is that I mean, how important is um, uh, portfolio management from your point of view because that eventually helps your investment return as well. And 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 how do you how do you navigate that dynamics? So that's, I think that's a really good question, right? Because mm -hmm. it ultimately also, as you say, it comes down a lot to the founder and how open the founder is and how much of your feedback or input that they want, right? Because I mean, if you, if you think about it, yeah. right, as like an early stage investor, like sometimes I'm board seat, sometimes I don't, sometimes I'm preference shares, sometimes I don't, I'm not sure you shows, I always have preference shares, but ultimately, you know, you can give your opinion, but you can't actually force them 
to do right. anything, yeah. right? And if you think about it, like as an investor, even as like a subject matter expertise, like ultimately I'm not a subject matter in the sub verticals that I'm investing in, right? The founders should be yeah. the subject matter expert. Like if I know more about the business and the founder, then that's like a huge problem, right? So I think I think the value, honestly, like in the, as an early stage investor, right, like what I found is like a lot of your value is like honestly comes down as like as a mental health professional. Like you're there to listen to people, you're there to bounce ideas Pump. off of. I mean, you can give directional advice, you can give feedback based off like what it is that you see in the market, what you see other people doing. You might have a bit more uh, information uh, because you, you see more decks, uh, or you talk to more people, you might be less myopic because you're not doing this 24 seven, so you can provide a different perspective. Um, but at the end of the day, right, you're not the person running the business. And that's always a challenge because each of these people, it depends on their personalities, right? Sometimes like, you know, you see someone doing something wrong and you can, you can try to, to push them into a different direction. And then it's a question of like, how effective are you at pushing those people? And sometimes I'm, I'm pretty effective and sometimes I fail completely. Um, and I think again, that goes back to being able to have a wide enough uh, set of companies where, you know, even if like you have like one or two really obstinate people and they just really don't listen to you, Ultimately, that's still okay because then you still have like another 18 companies you can talk to and you can push yeah. them in a better or guide them in a better direction, right? So it's, uh, it's all kind of a part and parcel <laughs> of the game. Yeah. I guess the, the other thing is you could think of a sunk, sunk cost fallacy, like trying to do a coup, maybe not as good for a return versus finding a new investment deal. That's going to just be a lot easier to kind of go through or helping your current companies that are doing well already, maybe. And it could be just part of the acceptance part, I guess, of going through the process, maybe, you know. I mean, you have to do both, right? Like, I mean, obviously you can't focus, you always have to pursue new opportunities and you always have to look into new things and you can't just focus on like what you currently have. Um, right? It's my perspective, right? But at the same, at the same point, you know, to, I, I think it would be irresponsible if I just like sat around and didn't do anything and watched, you know, the business implode. Or not, 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 not implode, I'm being a bit dramatic, but, you know, just sort of like, yeah. you know, well, stagnant. Stagnant's a better word. Well, we'll put it this way. Like at the extremes, you have like your 500 startups who have infinite number of companies. For their losers, they would literally have no time to think about that, right? Unless you're saying you're, a, you know, you have a way smaller portfolio and you have time to, where you're, you know, it's quality over volume that matters. Then I think that argument makes sense, right? But, you know. I disagree. Hungry, right? Like I've... No, I don't agree with you because I've worked with 500 before. Um, um, so we, we, we have some shared businesses, for lack of better words. Um, and like, I've actually found the team at 500. It's one of the reasons why I really like the team over there is I found them to be like really supportive um, regardless of how well the business is doing. Or, I mean, obviously, if it's like a clear loser, like if it just really isn't going anywhere, then you know, they have to manage the time. But like, I think you know, I've definitely had... Um, business to go through some tough times and I've found the, the team of 500 to be like incredibly gracious and generous and, and helpful. And even though, yeah. yeah, they have like huge companies in the portfolio, they have a lot of one, you know, they have like grab, they have all these big names, but even for like a small business that the, you know, I mean, the stake is, I don't know, it's like sub yeah. single digits. It's single digits for sure. Right. Um, but they, I, I think like as a, responsible custodian of people's money of even of your own money right you can't i don't i'm not sure if it's mm, what's what i'm looking for well, not actually ethical it's just the way I, th I think it's just the way that you choose to do business right i think yeah. i get what you're saying i think there's definitely the argument to be made that just only right. focus on the winners your time is best spent focusing on the ones that are doing well and not the other line. ones it's a very fine yeah line. yeah it's, it's it's hard it's hard i don't i don't have yeah. like a clear-cut heuristic for you know when you should stop and when you should start yeah. you know caring about these things yeah i mean i think over over time if you continue this in your career you probably have a better model and tools to kind of deal with that and maybe in five years you'll tell us exactly what it's supposed to be so who knows but yeah well i, I think, think i can tell right now it's definitely the founder right it's, it's really down to the yeah. founder's willingness to to take and like actually take it, not just like listen to you and just be like, yes, 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 that's really smart. Because I know I've done that a lot. <laughs> you know, I've definitely like, <laughs> had conversations with my investors. I'm like, yes, yes, you're so smart. I will do exactly that. 
and then like I and they go do something else. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you just completely read this regard. So I'm guilty yeah, of this yeah, on the yeah. side. I, I know, <laughs> but it's really like you know, be able to take heart. You know, like have that have those hard conversations and like yeah. actually be heard. They don't actually have to listen to you at the end of the day, but they should at least really hear you, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's closer to a partnership, especially early stage, right? And I, I think for the companies I'm looking at or have invested in, it's it's really close friends. And it's just really you're having normal discussions, whether you invested or not, you know, as a friend, just to help them along their journey. And, you know, it's like you said, you could have that discussion, but it's up to them at the end of the day. But I think I would tend to look for people where you could engage in that way. You know, if not, there's really no point of the relationship. It's just money. And then. Uh, and of course, like you said, it manifests in so many different ways, whether it be mental health, whether it be pumping them up, whether it be really, you know, sounding board or jamming or whatever. Right. And I think ultimately from my interactions, typically founders are quite grateful and it cuts both ways. I, you, as an investor, you learn a ton, too. Right. So it's it's having that kind of healthy relationship and balance you want to kind of look for in the deal, I guess. I think. I think in five years' time, what Dave is going to come back and tell us is uh, it's not really what would be the, the industry formula or whatever. It's, it's, it's what has worked for him uh, and or what yeah, has true. not true. worked yeah, for true. him and whether he has enjoyed the process along the way. No, of course. Yes, you're right. This is not meant to be prescriptive, right? Mm. It's like yeah, 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 you know, yeah. everyone's yeah. journeys yeah. are um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm. Good insight. Good insight. But then what about yeah. anything about the day job or has just your mind's been preoccupied with the portfolio? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, the day job's been busy, but I'm also, as uh, I'm not, I told you, I'm not trying to tell you, John Gunn, but I'm um, in the process of like raising a small PE fund in the US uh, with, it's, it's nothing super interesting or super innovative, but it's essentially like value add industrial real estate uh, and it's going quite well. So I think we'll have the fund closed by end of this year. We have commitments for, from anchors. So it should be it should be quite 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 productive. Congratulations! And that's part of the reason why I'm going back to the U.S. I'm going back to the U.S. for two months to sort of like potentially finalize some of these things and close things off and you know Meet dot eyes, cross teeth, yeah, you know, show my face. Yeah, sure. <laughs> this, I'm a real I'm a real person from this region. Yeah, I'm a I'm a real human being. I'm not, yes. I'm not a I'm one of you AI guys. Generated, <laughs> not an algorithmically generated avatar. Yeah, I'm a real human. Sounds promising. Any anything else you, you want to interrogate? Oh, yeah. Any other questions, yeah. John? Are, are you done? Are you done interrogating Dave? You satisfied with his answers? I'm satisfied uh, that there's a timetable. In five years' time, Dave is going to tell us exactly what happened. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he's going to be a real money, so. he'll be a real estate mogul too by then. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, but that's like an interesting thing, right? Because like, you have to like ask yourself, what are you doing this for? And I mean, I feel like if you're doing it, you really have to like, like what you're doing because like there's so many easy ways to make money. I mean, it's, it's not, yeah. not easy. It's all work. I don't think there's any real, well, maybe for the three arrows guys, um, but it's all, <laughs> it's all like hard work. Right. But like there's, there's less complicated or more, there's paths of making money that are more straightforward and they're, they're tried and true. You don't have to like, solve as many problems as you do if you're to start like a yeah. tech business in Southeast Asia, I, right? And I think I think a lot of people are not necessarily honest with themselves about why it is that they're starting businesses or why they want to be, you know, founders. That's true. Uh, absolutely. I mean, this year I had uh, at a, at a couple of launch has with, uh, with a friend of mine who, who, who went to build a business in Indonesia, raised, uh, I think, tens of millions of dollars uh, from Ooh. very notable investors. He, he finally mm. gave up in uh, January or February this year, um, but, but 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 when I was asking him what's the biggest lesson, he said um, never never start a company because you're opportunistic, uh, because uh, because the chances are I mean if you if you're completely going the smooth path and all the way until exit or whatever that's fine, but uh, but 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 mentally if you're opportunistic, uh, whenever there's a, there's there's a serious hardship that's coming your way. Uh, yeah. It's very easy for you to say, uh, "Let's call it a day. Let's just give up." Yeah. And 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 he and he said he was already quite strong because he had a few of that instances, and 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 and, and he actually carried mm -hmm. on for for more than two years. But uh, but he said, I mean, a weaker founder would have given up like long ago. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah. No, I, I, I fully agree. And as like a, again, not too prescriptive, but as an investment heuristic, never invest in people that are opportunistic. It's uh, mm. the same applies. I feel like that's a very common theme or like that story is a dime a dozen in the region, wouldn't you say? You come across people. I mean, it's, I mean, like that's how the region kind of emerges to, you know, something big happens and people copy. So it's, and I guess maybe that's part of every market, I guess. Right. So, um, I don't know. That's very hard a, to, yeah. Uh, just today I had a lunch with, uh, with somebody, I mean, coming down from Hong Kong from, uh, a very notable fund, uh, and the I mean, one of the fund whose names you, you always hear in, in the press in the US, but uh, uh, he has been in Singapore for a while and meeting all, all the funders, meeting all the VCs. And I, I asked him, what's your biggest takeaway? Uh, and he said, everybody has been op uh, suspiciously optimistic. <laughs> yeah, I, I think very few people want to do the homework or, or take the time to really have a position that they've, you know, it's either mm. authentic or a real opportunity that they've come across. They're trying to manufacture an opportunity, right? So it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard work to, you know, either be an investor or a builder, you know, to, to, to be solving part of problems that really are, you know, meaningful. So, and I hard. think that's, you know, if you could find one slice of that, that's an edge you could hold on to and hopefully profit from. But I think more often than not, it's just not going to turn out the way, you know, even if it does start meaningful, it could also still turn upside down and not work out too, you know? So it's, it's just a hard game. You know, so it's like Dave says, yeah. I think yeah. you got to love what you're doing, man. You got to really love it. Yeah. Should we talk about topic or should we interrogate, interrogate Alex? Oh, man. You could ask anything you want. It's up to you. You, you try. I've tried to interrogate Alex for the last two months. It hasn't got me anymore. So maybe you'll be better at it. <laughs> well, I wasn't around the office too often. So no, yeah, we, he has we, been we, you do it, Jangan. Well, you me, try, me and Jangan, no, we talked a little bit, Jangan. So Jangan knows a little bit. So, But you can ask whatever you want. What are you going to do for the for the remaining quarter of the year? Assuming now it's uh, more than half of Q3 now. Yeah, I, I've i been in, well, I don't know. The past few months have been really rough for me because I was just not in a good place mentally. And mm. so, you know, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll try to leave us little details, you know, so it doesn't drone on. But uh, yeah, just just wasn't in the right headspace to, to have a routine and discipline. And that's something that typically I find people will externalize to a job of sorts, right? But like when you don't have that, it's very easy just to fall prey to everyday things that are like distractions and you get addicted to social media, you know, TV, all this kind of shit. So, and then, you know, it was like a dep depressive loop of sorts, you know, and then I was stuck in that for most of probably, you know, quite a few months. Because uh, before that, you know, we were consistently creating content and this kind of stuff. And then, um, and then, you know, there was a lot of traveling. So just don't have time to process all these things going on. But then, you know, eventually just get tired of it. So, you know, and then uh, start to build a small plan, start to build, you know, an idea, small goals. Every day start achieving them, having a better routine. You know, so now it's just I'm in a good place where I have a good routine and I have my small goals. I don't like to talk about it too much. Because in the past, you know, you talk about it. Yeah, you put it out there and this kind of stuff and you look stupid if you don't do it. But lots of times it doesn't actually help, right? You know, so, you know, if I could tell you all my ideas and plans, but then it might not happen and I feel even stupider too, right? So, but, but to, what I, to what I can share is that I, I know that I would like to have a much better clarity and I'm now taking the time to, you know, understand the space that I'm working in, which is, you know, media technically. And then, you know, what that actually means and how either I could build a business around that or even continue to, as a thesis to invest. So, you know, if I can continue to do early stage investing, I, I want to have a foundation where I'm actually have a framework and substance to work against versus typically meeting a bunch of founders. Kind of like, you know, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if that was your experience, Dave, you know, in the past, like if you had very clear ideas around investing or if it's kind of just opportunistic, come meet them. You kind of use your logic and IQ to kind of navigate what the problem is the and what the market is, and then you make a bet. But I would rather have, you know, some form of an idea of, or a process, you know, try to build a process to have that, that down so that something, you know, instead of, instead of it being very random and then it turning out later that you learn from the mistakes instead, which are very costly at this age, I think, so. Um, my days have just been mostly, you know, having a good routine, doing a lot of reading, doing a lot of writing, 
and hopefully it manifests in, in the coming weeks and months towards something that I could use towards a business plan. And then once I get the business plan down, then I think uh, it just starts getting easier and easier to go, kind of go forward. So the rest of the year is just probably getting to the point of manifesting a business plan, then early next year executing on it, where I have a lot, you know, a lot more clarity versus saying early in the year, I wasn't even in the right routine or headspace to, you know, when I made those claims, it just wasn't going to happen. Absolutely wasn't going to happen. So now though, you know, I have a more disciplined mindset. I'm actually acting on it. It's, it's showing up in small results and that's what it is, you know. So I'd rather keep it a high, vague level because you know, I think it's pointless to tell you in detail because it might, it may or may not happen that way and it may change because I'm still in the process of doing it. So, yeah, I don't know if that's satisfactory or very circular. Um, not sure whether it's satisfactory, but, uh, but, but, but I think it certainly resonates with, uh, I think I went through this kind of uh, um, sort of uh, mental uncertainty about three times since 2013. Uh, before yeah. 2013, I mean, I was doing INSEAD. Before INSEAD, I had a job. So, 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 so afterwards, I mean, I was always like building ventures, running things, and uh, and sometimes just hard. Sometimes that is that. I mean, there's nobody there to guide you, saying that, hey, um, just follow this path, or just follow this instruction, or just follow this process, or just follow. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Follow this great personality. So everything's your own, your own, and um, and uh, it has not been smooth sailing for me, at least. Um, so. So, so there are times uh, you doubt by yourself. I mean, my, my, my worst record was like over three months of time. Um, despite eating voraciously, I lost six kg of weight. So, so that, was, that, that, nice. that, that was the worst, worst I mean, not nice, but <laughs> that was the worst mental period I ever had. I mean, lasted for about three months. And, and somehow, it, somehow it just got better. I, I, I don't know how it got better. It just, um, just one day I realized, shit, I'm in a new phase now, which is good. Yeah, correct. Well, and I think that's the hard part is to even put it out there because it's embarrassing, dude. Like, honestly, if I'm going to be honest with you, most of the year, early in the year, you know, in between doing podcasting loosely and editing backlogs, it's nothing. Let's just call it what it was, man. And I think that's fucking hard to tell people. You know, people have these expectations on you and you're trying to live to those expectations. And then, you know, you get in your own head. But, you know, the truth is you got to start just like like you always been doing executing so i don't think you probably well it's kind of nice to hear that you kind of have those problems but you still execute while doing that you know it doesn't really fully stop you i guess or i don't know how that manifests for you but um dave dave has a nice framework you know he has a very good schedule he does have a job so he keeps him accountable too but he still manages <laughs> other his other work too he's raising a pe fund and he has early stage investments right so me like you know it's even worse though so it's it's kind of shitty but you know it's here we are now I think we're getting back on track. I, I hope so. I, I that's why I don't want to talk about it too much, but I'd just rather just do it, you know. And like we like we show yeah. up ne every week with an episode. Every week we show up with better content. And the product improves. It manifests for something. I'd rather just you know let's just do that, you know, so that I talk about myself, you know. Fuck let's do it. Get to work. Mm. Yeah, get yeah. work. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Shall we talk about the uh, C's financial reports? If we, you guys have we can read it, we can talk about one thing. I, I got a. I got, yeah, I got one thing to go at 5 p.m., so we have 20 minutes to talk about it. So, yeah, uh, since Dave read about it, you know about it, I can develop an opinion about it. So, uh, what, what do you, yeah. what, what's it out to you, Jang'an? What was the first thing that you want to point out from C's results? Uh, I, I mean, so today is the 17th, right? So, he, he, yeah. he came, was that, did he come on like last night or something? See? No, it came out like two, three days ago. Was it? So, so I only got a chance to, 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 I think it was yesterday. Yeah, but anyway, so I only got a chance to, 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 to take a more detailed look um, um, this afternoon. And uh, it's, uh, it doesn't seem to be very good uh, this particular quarter. So, um, uh, and you see the, the digital entertainment part, uh, the, the, the pay user numbers continue to drop. So we have been hearing rumors here and there saying that, uh, okay, there's new game in the pipeline, uh, developed largely, I think, with Tencent, but, um, and it was supposed to be launched in April, it was supposed to be launched in June, it was supposed to be launched in, um, in, uh, in August, and, uh, and so far it hasn't been launched. So I, I don't know exactly what's happening with that. Um, it could be that, okay, they did some, some small taste and, uh, and the, the user feedback is not as good as, um, as, um, as they, they expected. And of course, I mean, you, you launch a game which, which doesn't have satisfactory testing results would probably be a disaster. I think that you might know this sector better than I do. Um, but, but, but that part, I think it's kind of worrying. Um, so, uh, so the, so the e-commerce side, um, 
you know, there's been there's been this, this long debate that, okay, when will e-commerce in Southeast Asia hit a plateau? And uh, especially Indonesia, because, I mean, this is where people have bet lots of money in. And uh, this is where I think TikTok has been sort of uh, spending lots of resources uh, uh, at as well. So, um, so but, but, but there's one thing we kept hearing from people who are experienced uh, e-commerce ex um, uh, operatives uh, who worked in China before, but are from Indonesia. Um, everybody's saying that, okay, there's a big supply problem. There's a big supply problem. At some point of time, you're going to hit this, uh, this ceiling because you don't have enough supply. And uh, so, 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 so maybe this is something which was, which is starting to manifest. And, uh, and, and, of, and of course, I mean, recession, the, um, the commodity price sort of uh, cycle, et cetera, et cetera, which, um, which, which you might have seen in the second half of the year and how that exactly impacted the e-commerce performance. Um, I think it's highly uncertain, but, uh, but the fact that um, the management doesn't really give a guidance or, 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 or mm. sort of, was, did they rescind from their guidance or they just refuse, refuse to give up the guidance? That's, uh, that's not a good sign. Yeah. That, that's not a good sign. What was your take, Dave? Well, I mean, so many things. I think the digital entertainment segment part of it. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for the for the actual um, the data here. So I think this one is actually quite interesting if you look at sort of their business model because free the biggest game is Free Fire, right? And Free Fire is a, is a free to play game, and so the typical the typical conventional wisdom around video games are video games are recession proof because if you think about a traditional like triple a title where you buy the game up front for like sixty dollars um it has very high um value in terms of hours of entertainment per dollar spent right if you buy like a triple a game these days you can spend easily like one to two hundred hours playing that game and you bought it for like 60 to 80 us dollars so in terms of like value for entertainment it's very, very good. But then you have about, this issue yeah. where... That's traditional games, Yeah, I'm getting to that. Okay. Yeah, that's a traditional AAA game where you don't... It's not a pay-to-play yeah. game, right? Whereas okay. something like Free Fire is, you know, the monetization is all like cosmetics, right? And so I think that's the thing, is like when you, when you have um, a pay-to-play game, that heuristic no longer applies so if you look at their numbers their quarterly active users it's on like slide five um it actually went up a little bit quarter over quarter it went from like 615 million quarterly active users to 619 i mean that's still down um year over year but if you look at quarterly paying users that's where it really drops off a cliff right it's gone from like six it's down so just to be clear for those of you who haven't seen this thing Quarterly active users is down 15% year over year. It's actually up quarter over quarter, whereas quarterly paying users is down 40% um, year over year. And it's also down quarter over quarter, 61.4 million in Q1 2022, and it's 56.1 million in uh, Q2 2022. So what that really means is like, this, I think there's a couple things happening here, right? It's like, you know, we're going through sort of two things that are, I think macro headwinds for the digital entertainment business. There's actually a lot more. But the two ones that stand out the most right now is, is one, obviously, um, things are just a lot more expensive. You know, like everywhere you go, you see reports about inflation, belt tightening, basically, you know, inflation is a big topic that I don't think we very hash. So, you know, when you have a game where you can play for free and you don't have to spend any money, there's no incentive to spend money on this thing. Right. So that, that's one part of it. And two, you know, as like sort of markets are opening back up, people are traveling again. And we sort of talked about this, right? There's, you know, you're, you're facing macrons. Like there's more things to do. There's more things to spend your money on. So uh, I think, you know, even if they were to launch like a new game, you know, that game would have to, it's still going to be a challenging environment for them. And that's kind of an issue because, you know, this was their, their cash cow. Um, and if you look at their, uh, what is it? Their EBITDA, their adjusted EBITDA, which is, you know, a number that I hate. <laughs> it's it's fifty percent of what it was. I mean, I mean, speaking English, everyone, but still, like their adjusted EBITDA is is fifty percent uh, for their digital uh, entertainment segment is fifty percent of what it was in 
Q1, which for me is very, very bad news. Um, so for, for context, it was 741 million uh, in Q2, 21, sorry, year over year, not quarter over quarter. Uh, and, and Q2, 2022, it's only 333. So that's a significant decline. How do you think about the e-commerce part? Uh, I need to go back and look this. I think their e-commerce is, it looks like their cost of revenue is going up uh, for e-commerce. And it looks like essentially it's still a game of subsidies. I don't think, I mean, I know this is very repetitive because I think we say this every time we talk about this particular topic, but I mm. don't, you know, I don't, I don't um, see us getting past like this subsidy game in time in the near future and then their gmv and gross orders growth in terms of is pretty marginal so i think there's a couple things going on right i think if you i remember like reading a couple months ago that alibaba had just committed to um a fairly substantial they, they basically i don't remember what they said you guys remember this but they said like we're committing again to lazad and southeast asia when invest, invest, oh, like, that's yeah X that's quite billion old. of dollars we haven't talked in quite a long time right so yeah. i don't know if it was yeah. this year it was the last year um, it was this year, but it was before we stopped. <laughs> before we, yeah, before I think so. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think so. That's quite I old. Mean, I guess, I guess, I guess the fr yeah. I guess the frustrating part about their e-commerce numbers is it doesn't break out like which markets they come from, right? Because mm. you know, between the last couple of times, between this report and last report, you know, they've obviously shut down some of their markets. Although I think those were quite marginal. Yeah. But also based off like what I can pick up from their earnings call, it seems like Brazil is growing quite nicely for them. So it's hard to Do, really get a clear answer from like these like top line numbers. So does does e-commerce exclude Shopee Pay and Shopee Food? Uh, I think you, you, I, I think it includes Shopee Food. Um, I don't think it includes Shopee Pay. And uh, yeah. and I don't I don't know where because I, I know that they have a fairly large sort of uh, binary pattern and consumer lending business. I don't know where yeah. that is hidden in the financial reports. I mean, I've, I've tried to well, try to, to, to dissect that. I couldn't find it. Well, I've I, yeah. I've been under the rock for the, the past few months, but I recently went out and talked to some people who have friends working like the monkey king under the rock. For yeah, I was like the monkey king. Yeah, but like I, I don't know if this was in the news, but they, the people were telling me that their friends were working on pay and food. They had cut, like locally at least in Malaysia. I don't know if it's across the board in other countries, but they cut a substantial amount of employees in Shopee Pay and Shopee Food. So this is anecdotal. Uh, yeah, for that this was uh, that was in their fourteenth uh, of June uh, layoff. So so mm. so 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 they cut off. I think they cut off Spain. They cut off. Uh, was that the market in? Uh, in a lot of time, I can't remember, but they cut. Well, I'm saying they, they cut staff. Staff, like I don't they, know about markets, did. but yeah, yeah. They, they did. They, they did. They, they cut Shopee food and Shopee pay in, in, in a number of markets, including I, I think I think Malaysia and Thailand specifically uh, were highly impacted. But you can't see the you can't see the impact in the this quarter result, right? Because they made yeah. a cut in June, um, plus the compensation yeah. or whatever. So so the June cost would be actually artificially high. Um, yeah. and, uh, and but in this quarter and and in the second half of the year, I, I think the cost should be lower than the last quarter. Yeah. I mean, I'd be really surprised if it was not. Yeah. Well, to me, what the most interesting thing is that like when we were talking about Shopee last year, it just seemed like they were an unstoppable force. They were just raising too much money, like crazy amounts of money. I don't know if they're like levered now with debt or not, but like they had so much cash balance. It just seems that within, you know, a quarter or two that completely flipped on its head and it seems uncertain now, right? Like the thesis we always had was saying that gaming was going to support e-commerce until e-commerce can become profitable. It seems that they have both two questionable hands now, right? And I guess that really manifested in the stock price over time. And I don't know, I haven't checked the price recently. I don't know if it's still down, but it just seems it's just crazy that so much could change like everyone was so bullish back then they were trying adding the positions of of their c stock right are you guys still holding on to your c stock or well i just want to be upfront as i was not that bullish on c last year okay. just, just for the record oh you were for really? the record you, you sure yeah go back okay yeah, okay okay. Okay. That was not, 
It seemed more of a sure bet of where to put your money. And I think what Andrew said previously, right? Like it made sense the rise because there are very few bets you can make on Southeast Asia, right? And I think that was his thesis for Gojek and stuff. But so the early think, rise think, makes sense, uh, but it seems that, you know, the performance is showing through now. And, and the, this is the first test with the recession, right? I think Andrew was uh, was uh, was optimistic about every company that in Southeast Asia that went when yeah. listed, and uh, I, I don't I, he was. I don't know I, I don't know, I don't know how many friends he has in each company, but uh, but he was he was very he optimistic. Has lots of friends. Um, but, he has lots of but, friends. But, but, <laughs> but, but then again, this year a lot of things changed, right? So 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 a lot of the faces that 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 you could use last year and doesn't apply anymore. So I mean, capital cost of obviously has gone up. And uh, and and also this, this this violent swing of uh, commodity prices, um, they impact the economy. They impact people's spending power. They impact, I mean, how the government is regulating things. Um, and of course, I mean, it's always like you no know, no no people talking about it in the news saying that oh, this is going to impact this, this is going to impact that. But but the truth is that I mean, you don't have real time data. You you don't know how they impact this until much later. I mean, yeah, so even in the U.S., I mean, you talk about recession. Is there a recession? Is there not a recession? So. So I mean, like you know, like it's I I I like what you're saying because you know back say last year when we we're talking about these topics, Dave always seems like he's the a hole and he's just you know throwing a wet blanket on things, but it it speaks to fundamentals, right? Like mm. you should be thinking fundamentally and not trying to going with the the, the what's hot and trending because it, mm. you know it, technically everything you said should have been looked at when we were when we were discussing those topics, right? It's just so easy to get caught up in the hoo-ha about it and you know it's great for southeast asia it's a champion blah 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 but still you know and i think that's where public public market uh, investors shine you know that's that's their job mark to market every day right so yeah. but i think it's and after seeing a few cycles you start to realize like everything that people were saying 10 years ago is coming back in fashion again you know like smaller valuations more sane deal sizes longer times you know to to make money it's just but it's just it's just cyclical you know it's Few years yep. ago, people think, weren't saying this at all. I, I think I think this companies know that, right? I mean, both uh, C and Grab have uh, a lot of cash, and uh, I mean, even even some of the, uh, some of the private companies in that growth stage, they is that still more, true? More cash. No, it, it is still true. It is still true. The question is that Grab, I don't know. Yeah. Grab had like seven um, as of uh, last quarter. Less. I'm not sure about this quarter. Really? I think, oh. They, didn't they lose like two billion dollars last quarter? Yeah, last quarter. Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't lose two, 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 two billion like a quarter. Or uh, no, I, I can't remember the exact results. Yes, you but, can. Uh... Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's been proven. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. What are you talking about? You definitely can lose two billion a quarter. <laughs> but let's see. I think. I, th I think Grab is going to announce their results in about a week's time. So, so let's see. And uh, but but interestingly, today I already see lots of people who are trying to 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 move positions on Grab based on these results. So yeah, let's see how let's see let's see whether they they make the right bets. Ah, uh, I don't know, man. Hmm. I don't know. I think I feel like the um, the All In podcast actually did a really good job of describing this, right? Hmm. Because there was like I think it was like two or three episodes ago where they basically were talking about like. The difference between I'm gonna do a really bad job explaining this, but like the difference between like <laughs> understanding how much your performance is market alpha and how much your performance is market oh, beta, yeah. right? And then yeah. basically over the last two or three years, last six months notwithstanding, right? Basically everyone that did really well was like, oh, it's because I'm so skilled and I'm so oh, good no, at this yeah. and blah 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 blah. But in actuality, it's just because the markets just all kind of went crazy because there's so much money that got pumped in and people just. I kind of kind of forgot. <laughs> maybe it's not a, maybe it's not your performance, right? Yeah, correct. correct. And and if you listen to the to, to the latest episode of of Owen last week, and uh, you, you 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 know, at some point in time, I mean, the tension became a bit high because they said, I I don't know. I mean, we've been talking about recession, we've been talking about interest rate. What's the impact of inflation? Oh, yeah. What's the impact of the? I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. Ah, oh, good. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. yeah. Good, but... Yeah, I guess yeah, I guess that's like my take on it. Is like I think it's like I just feel like the last couple, last three four years, right? All like all these stocks, like the performance in terms of the market cap, I don't think we're really driven by any fundamentals. It's just frothy well, market I, sentiment. And now I, that I think, you know, it, the tide's gone out. It's like yeah, the emperor has no clothes. Yeah. So, now, but I think a very interesting insight was that for our quote unquote VC industry, right? Say 
20 years ago, that might have been the, not have been the case because I think the alpha might not have been as correlated to the market because it was on a much smaller scale. And it was probably like, you know, th those were like the early generation tech companies defining, right? They were actually building material fundamentals, right? But uh, it got to a point with QE where this money squeezed into the market and it then eventually the asset class starts to correlate with the market too, right? So the, it's just like the, it's the, the mindset follows and, you know, it, they're investing with the trend, right? And the money available from QE became that. So it, it just is more relevant for industry now because of the, the, the ties to it. So, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure that's the, the diagnosis. Like I just, like the way I look at it and the way I looked at like what's happened in the last five years, it's like basically all these people that were doing VC um, kind of just threw the traditional VC model out the window and said, we don't need this anymore, right? Because like typically VC, you know, it's 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 um, what's the word? It's performance based, right? You, you raise a little yeah. bit of money, you show some traction, and then you go raise a little bit more money, you show some more traction, you raise a little bit more money, you raise blah 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 blah. It's a cycle, right? It's performance based. Like every couple, every eighteen months, you know, you raise incrementally more based off how well you did, based off the last amount of money you raised. And there is like, um, what's what I'm looking for? Responsibility, or there's. Um, it reflects, it ties to reality, right? Whereas yeah. in the last couple of years, basically everyone's like, oh, no, it doesn't really matter <laughs> you know, that you have no revenue or you have marginal revenue, I wouldn't give you $100 million anyway, right? Yeah. So they just like, threw what was like, a, you know, a tested and, you know, quite, it was a good model, the model worked and they just kind of ignored it completely. And that's kind of, I, I think that's what's, what we're seeing here. Yeah, and I mean, it, I think it's not to say like, that necessarily hasn't worked. It has worked for some people and some deals and some companies actually have materialized from that. It's just that the majority are not going to, right? And as like you said, the logic follows and then now, now we are where we are currently. So, uh, Jangan, yeah. do you have any uh, final thoughts on C results then before we close out? Um, I, I, I think back to the, to, to, to the argument about uh, market alpha versus market beta. And uh, I think same for the companies, right? I mean, a lot of times that, um, that what you do and you do the right things, uh, the market tide would, would bring you up even further. And uh, even if the, the things you do are not exactly right. Um, and when things go down, um, um, yeah, it's it's test the resilience of, of how you can sort of adjust your business model. And, uh, and but but at the end of the day, I mean, recently we've seen lots of people coming to Singapore and lots of people like bullish about Southeast Asia, the long-term prospects. Um, if you look at the global geopolitics at the moment, which we can talk about in the next episode because it's really really fascinating what's happening now. Um, so, so 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 definitely, there's lots of lots of uh, money uh, loitering around for Southeast Asia. But exactly how is mm. that going to to to, to transcend? I mean, how the how the businesses are going to um, take advantage of that, and what exactly are the opportunities? And how are the big players which still have lots of cash um, not waste this opportunity? So 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 these are all the things which are which are which are worth sort of uh, discussing and and um, and uh, observing. So, but but. Uh, on a positive side, uh, have you guys seen uh, Mercado Libre's uh, stock price? It's back to one thousand. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's. I guess something good must be happening in the performance then. Uh, I think there's uh, still a bit of a bullishness in in, in time. So, uh, but we can talk about that another time, and along with my book. Oh yes, let's do that next. Oh time. yeah, we'll, your book. We'll, yes, we'll exactly. do your book. Yes, yes. everyone, go buy. Jangan Lee's book, what's it called? Seeing the Unseen, which makes it look like a religious book, but <laughs> seeing <laughs> no. the Unseen behind uh, Chinese tech giants uh, global venturing. So, so, so we did that um, during the pandemic when we were stuck at home and we sold the company, we didn't know what to do. So, so I was working with a pro pro uh, professor quality chain of uh, INSEAD. Uh, we interviewed a bunch of people from about 20 companies um, who, who, who who used to work uh, or, or lead uh, their, their global ventures. And um, yeah, we'll talk about this next time, but, um, but, but I think um, we have some interesting findings. I mean, a lot of the times um, things fail not because of the reason that you think they failed. All right. Excited to hear mm -hmm. about it. And where, where can they buy the book? Amazon. Uh, pre-order starts pre-order has started and it will be shipped out of the warehouse on the 21st of september yeah in the us all right mm. 
Looking forward to right. getting my. How copy. do we get a signed copy from you? I want. I want a personal uh, uh, signed copy. Buy a copy, <laughs> then come to Singapore. All right, you got it, buddy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. Oh uh, shit! I think I bought the electronic version. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get a physical copy. You guys need to come to Singapore at some point in time. I mean, this, I'm coming. I'm coming the sixth yeah. to the ninth. I'll be there. So I'll, I'll, if you're around, I'll see you. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Okay. Uh, okay. Glad to have Let's everyone go. back. It was good. Yeah. We were there with you, buddy. Oh, shit. <laughs> so Jangan came back and he's like, yeah, no, that was creepy. But do you want, do you want me to change my, do you want to come back and change my input to this thing? Because otherwise it's, it doesn't do anything. Because I think my input oh. is my headphones. Is it? I don't know. It sounds okay. It could be. Yeah. Uh, if you're okay. No, no, you should, you should be able to change okay it from here from your settings. Oh, you can't change it, huh? I, I, I try to I can't. I it's, mean, grayed, it's grayed out. Oh. Uh, I think you should just and get I out can't of leave uh, either. I, uh, yeah, so what I did just leave. now uh, is that I closed the window and I got back. So it's pretty quick. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, maybe yeah, you can do that. I'll, I'll just do that. All right, I'll do that. So you can dash off and dash back. I heard the dashing right. sound. Did you, did you see Andrew? He replied to you. Did he? That, that fucker replied to you and, and then he's not joining. <laughs> He's just, he likes the idea that you have an investment team that he can use. And then he's like, uh, by the way, it's not in my calendar. <laughs> what did he say about the investment team? I didn't say it. He, he replied. He replied to what your comment. He's like, nice. Oh, okay. Anyway. So, so, so yeah, we released the bubble tea report yesterday and it was picked up by, by multiple press outlets. So apparently it's a topic that everyone loves. You you, you guys are like grinding out reports like a mother, man. I, I, it's just crazy. I can't even keep up. H how big is the reports team now? Is it still just Vian? Not, no, more than that. I'm not sure about the reports team, but uh, look at Slack now. We have okay. uh, people on Slack. Good. Check, have 20, check. Can you hear me? Yeah. What, 20, 28 Hello? members on our Slack. Can you hear we can me? hear you. We can hear you. There's a bit of lag, right? Are you guys talking? Because I can't hear you. Yeah, we're talking. Sorry. We're talking. Okay. Jangan, if you have people who want to watch you, we, we, we can invite people to the backstage now and they could live chat with us in the future. Uh, people are working. I'm just saying in general. Uh, okay. Oh, so I'm so not weird. saying your employees oh. either. Maybe your mom wants to join. My mom doesn't understand English. Actually, she, does well, she, she understand Mandarin? She might not, not ask the memory as well, so... Uh... Okay. Where's your family based again? Uh, 80 kilometers from Shanghai. So the dialect is not Mandarin? It is... Well, I mean, according to linguists, it's uh, it's transitional between Mandarin and Shanghainese. So, so it has elements of both. Holy shit. Which means she's... that uh, speak, speakers of either couldn't understand us. So she's speaking only dialect. That's amazing. Well, that's what people were. I mean, back in at least before 1960s. I, I think she understands Mandarin, but she doesn't just doesn't speak it. Oh, okay. Is Dave? Mm. Is Dave? Uh, oh, is he talk? Is he typing to us? I think he's typing. No, I'm just he's waiting for you guys. I'm just you guys. Are, you guys have. Oh, I didn't know you could hear me. I don't know you could hear me. I, think, I, I was yeah, waiting no, for you to I, be like, I'm back. I can see his massive yeah, hand. I, I, no, we were talking about bubble just... tea. And somehow it devolved to Jangan's mother not speaking Mandarin. <laughs> oh, are we starting now? Is it, are we, are we going to go? Is it, is it time? Okay, sure. Let me, let me just start. start. Yeah. Yeah.